good evening everybody. This is Michelle Savacci. This is podcast number two. Talking to you from Links and Brows in Northern California. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a cosmetic tattoo artist. Um, I also uh, have a mentorship, apprenticeship program. Um, you know, for a few students who are interested in, in making this a career, which is always fun. And I'm just um, finishing, well, I finished my day a few hours ago. It was sort of a late day. Um, I'm currently practicing with uh, a student, Kelly, here, and she's an esthetician in one town over. And we're cranking through our models, and we are, we just finished uh, model number two. And it was a really interesting appointment. I'm just reflecting on the whole day, just taking it all in, um, just feeling really, really grateful that I have an opportunity to do something that I am so passionate about and love, and so grateful that I get to work with such amazing people, uh, Era and Katie in the Walnut Creek office. Um, just, just really great crew and. Like I said, just taking a whole day in and reflecting on the good and the bad and the stressful and the, you know, fun and exciting. And that's that's just a normal day in the life of uh, what we do. And I totally get the appeal of this industry. It's, it's fun. Uh, who doesn't want to be their own, you know, boss and get to do what inspires them every day you know being an artist uh, I think being able to express yourself uh, in doing something that you love is I mean what a gift Uh, not many people get to do that in life Um, I think that you know we were always told growing up that you know do what you love and you'll never go to work a day in your life and you know, I, I certainly held to that adage uh, for so long, and, you know, I think the practical side of things is, um, yes, absolutely do what you love, because I can't imagine not, you know, going through life not doing what you love, uh, that would, what a sentence that would be, but I think the reality is, you know, you got to have a backup plan, and, um, you know, you got to pay the bills, and in the beginning, uh, you know, learning is a life long process and especially with an art in the beginning you're not proficient at it it's something that you're just called to um you know i think as a as a body tattoo artist you uh you start off in the industry just being uh, a doodler you know you've got your sketch pad and you doodle i've always been a doodler <laughs> through class and and then you know over time you develop uh you know your repertoire of artists that you are inspired by and that you want to follow and then you know hopefully one day you live in an area where you know you can meet one of these people uh, in real life and and even more of a gift is you know if you're able to go up to them one day and ask to possibly you know work in their space and uh you know if you were a body tattoo artist you would you would work in an apprentice program. You would shadow and stay out of the way of the master artist in the in the studio. And you know you would be practicing on fake skin, pig skin, uh, whatever for like a year before you'd really be able to practice on a on a real person. 
Um, I don't know what happened in this industry and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know if it started out like that or what happened, but I think it's upsetting to me that that it's more often than not sold just as a procedure uh, in addition to other things that you might do in, in your salon and kind of blows my mind because in my opinion you can't really excel at something if you're not doing it you know 100% you only have 100% of your energy right so if you're not putting 100% towards something you're, you're putting 50% of it and how do you ex- expect to really excel over the top only contributing 50% towards something so you know I, uh, I understand how frustrating it is starting off in this business as a, as a microblading artist um, I think back to when I started and it's just kind of a mystery you know I I had um, somebody offered to do an eyeliner on me in my in beauty school and and then you know we did it and then I wasn't happy with the results and there was just a little light or a switch that went on for me and it was like you know what I feel like I could do this and and I could even do it better and and then I was just fascinated and intrigued and you know I have sort of a combination of a business and a clinical uh, medical background and so I like I, I think that cosmetic tattoo is this interesting combination of both uh, you know you have to certainly be proficient with marketing and business and you know if you have your own business but also there's a very clinical side to being a cosmetic tattoo artist that um, you know it's a paramedical service and it really doesn't belong in a beauty salon in my opinion it should be more like a you know a clinical medical office setting um, truly so you know you see it today but it's more often than not somebody is you know having to set up um, you know more like a beauty salon so that's just the way it's been sold and and I totally get it but you know uh, it's just interesting to me so again you know I'm I'm looking I was just thinking today uh, you know how where do people even start I mean I've been doing this for like 16 years and and it was so long ago and I totally dabbled in it for years and years I I always had a main corporate job and I did this kind of on the side because it was I was passionate about it and, and I was a dabbler for, for many years and then you know the better I got the more I took it seriously and I just never had the pressure I never ever uh, went from you know one job I never worked in the corporate world and then just quit and started to work you know full-time as a microblader and I think to have that expectation is it's just not realistic it takes so long to feel competent and it takes so long to really understand all the nuances to this art form and you know I, I look back at work that I did like even six seven years ago and you know I can't hit the delete button fast enough and I think that that's something I tell the new, you know, my new students it's you know it's funny you'll look at something and you'll be so proud of it and the, the learning curve is so fast now because we have access to so many learning tools internet YouTube Instagram we can look at this amazing art now and mimic it and just um, uh, exponentially um, move forward in in our art because we have access to these things now whereas before we did not I mean this is pre Facebook there were no groups uh, you know professional groups and whatnot so uh, I just you know I'm fascinated about the thought of 
you know, just starting from scratch again. And, and so, you know, I'm on Facebook a lot and a moderate amount of time. And I guess that sort of ages me, but, um, I do think Facebook is a pretty active platform for, for cosmetic tattoo, um, and Instagram, of course, but I listen to, I'm just, I'm blown away. It just seems like lately all I'm hearing about are new people in the industry that have taken some sort of quickie fundamental training and then are shocked or feel corner, they feel sort of um, sold short of, you know, the whole, the whole process, the whole, the breadth of, you know, what it is that we're doing and they, they missed huge chunks of what should have been provided or what, not that they missed it, they weren't given it, um, of, of what this, you know, training, fundamental training. And it blows me away that right away they want to take more training and it's this I think the disservice I think that what is happening in the industry right now is that new people are just being sold on the idea that if I don't if I didn't understand everything in the class that I took my fundamental class where I was promised to you know go over everything that it's my fault and I just need to take more training and to me, it just seems like a waste of time and money. I mean, unless you understand steps, you know, A, B, and C, why would you thrust yourself uh, into learning, you know, D, E, and F? I just, I, I'm fascinated with people who have taken advanced courses, uh, being in the industry, you know, say less than six months, and taking, you know, nano needle. Uh, you know, ombre brow courses. So it, it just blows my mind. And I, and I think it's wrong. I think that, um, you know, people need to stop and just start practicing, stop having the expectation that you can just take a class in this art and then all of a sudden start making money from it the next day. I have had students that have had the thing that the capability thing that just, you know, they're able to exponentially, uh, you know, move forward, you know, they can just absorb information, they take it in, they have this natural ability to understand um, shape, space, you know, uh, balance, color, you know, they're studying mad, like mad dogs, (laughs) you know, at night, and they're just obsessed with it. And so there are individuals that can move very, very quickly, but most people cannot, I would say 80% of people um, just, just, are going to need more time. And so I think it's really important to be gentle with ourselves and to not have that expectation uh, that, you know, this is going to be your new business and you're going to start next week. Um, There's an exponential amount of, uh, you know, especially if you're going to set up your own studio, codes, people you need to talk to, um, regulations, you know, there's so many things you need to buy. There's so many things. If you're not going to go into someone else's studio and work, setting up your own studio is a lot of freaking work. I've done it like four or five times, and every single time there's a hiccup. Uh, it took me like four months to get the space um, licensed in San Francisco, and there's other other times it's taken me like two months so you know you just never know and so I just caution people to really uh, don't you know don't put too many expectations on making this happen overnight 
um, if it's your calling, if you're passionate about it, if there's just something about eyebrow designs and and makeup and beauty and and this whole industry, if it really excites you at the core, absolutely um, do it. Move move towards it. It's been the best thing I've ever done, you know, in my life is is quit my corporate financial advising gig and and jump into this full time. But it took me a year of working my normal corporate job and then in the evening taking a 4.30 and a 6.30 appointment and getting home at 8 o'clock. So that's how I was able to transition from, um, you know, my main job to doing blinks and brows, you know, full time and, and running that business. So it's not an easy thing to do at all. Um, so, you know, anyway, I'm just, I'm just wanted to do a really quick recording about the fact that I've been seeing students rushing to advanced training before understanding the basic fundamentals of this industry, the art itself, and also this new phenomenon of these conferences, which I think that's great if it's, um, if it's something that you know you can afford to go do and you think would be fun it's certainly a social gathering in the past we've only had a few professional like two professional organizations um in northern america you know the u.s and you know that's really all you had as far as getting together and networking with other professionals you know, for the most part, people in your town, it was just a very competitive situation. I don't feel like that is, I don't hold that, um, you know, feeling towards other artists in, in my town. But, you know, I, I've always sort of reached out and thought it'd be fun to have like little networking groups. Um, certainly every other industry has it. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to, to share uh, what other experiences are. Um, but we just traditionally have not. Um, but I see that changing, which is really encouraging. So this new thing with the flashy, fancy conferences, I'm kind of uh, blown away by that as well. Uh, don't go to these conferences to think you're going to actually learn something, a technique. Um, just watch YouTube. I mean, honestly, if you're going to get the same out of it, unless you're going to have somebody sitting with you right there showing you exactly how to do the stroke exactly what pressure is good um not just left alone at the table with some practice skin and you know to to doodle you i'm just not going to get it i mean me personally i would rather pay an amazing artist that i that i followed and had a lot of respect for and was fascinated by a thousand bucks a day to sit there and just watch them do the technique um, but I've been doing this for a while. I understand. I can look at pressure. I can make that happen for myself. Being new in this industry, not even understanding what proper saturation really is because you've only had two models. I don't even, you know, I, I can't imagine how you'd be able to look at somebody doing, say, a nano needle ombre brow or a stardust eyeliner or some of this, you know, really um, superficial working in the skin like how what that pressure needs to be to get it to stick um, it's hard to tattoo in the skin especially the face it's got lots of fluid in it it's very uh, sensitive you know the face bleeds more it's not the spongy skin like on our bodies we have to work with it in, in a gentler way we can't overwork it otherwise we're just going to work out the color and you can't underwork it otherwise otherwise you're just you know scratching the surface and like I, like you, uh, you know i've said before it's just you know you're just just carbon scratching so 
you know, I, I think that we need to de-emphasize learning from these conferences. I think realistically, um, cosmetic tattoo, microblading should be taught in, in a, a very low ratio setting, like, you know, max like three to one. Um, I suppose, you know, I want to stay open to the idea that, you know, other people train differently and that works for them too. But my gosh, I mean, I am seeing an exponential wave of students that are just completely lost that have taken the kind of training that I'm that I'm talking about and it's a disservice to everyone it's it's cranking out a, a, an, an entire industry of um, artists that only know very very limited uh, a very very limited skill set and um, you know it gives the industry a bad name and so I just want to really emphasize that you know do your research, find local instructors that you can apprentice and be mentored by. Uh, You can't just, most people just can't be shown how to do something once or twice and then be, will will be confident to, you know, be left alone to be able to do the service by themselves in their own studio back at home. It's just the, there's this overwhelming feeling of, of stress and you're going to forget stuff and there's just, you know, it it really needs, you need to have somebody there uh, helping you out through this. And, you know, like my uh, model appointment with Kelly tonight, lady came in, you know, she was a very tall, she had a very long face. She had these huge eyebrows that, you know, at first we were, were thinking, well, how, how can we minimize these? And we ended up not even putting new pigment into her skin. It ended up being a color correction in the parts of the brow that we wanted to save. And then a removal session um, with the parts that we, you know, we want to lighten up and not go forward with. So that's not really something we, I mean, we, we talked about color corrections and removal in class, but, you know, we just really talked about it in the context of, you know, the, the subject matter of the course, but, uh, and what a great thing that we got to do a model together and she got to really see what an amount of bleeding is okay for, you know, a lightening or removal and then how saturated we needed to go at that gray color with um, you know the the yellow and the, a little bit of um, orange um, corrector color and so if you don't have somebody sitting right there with you telling you how much saturation you need and that's not enough and do more there and you see that bleeding that that's actually okay you can do more that's not enough you're not going to get it. You're just going to fail. The person's going to come back. There's going to be little or no change. And then you're going to share that experience on Facebook and you're going to have 20 people go, Oh, her skin's not right. She's, you know, this wrong color. Um, you know, just throw a lot of like, suggestions at what could be the problem but it's not it could be or it could not be the answer the correct answer so you know it's just very very confusing so I guess my advice for somebody getting into this industry that really wants to jump into it 
uh, at first is watch a lot of videos. I think you can, I mean, everything's on, on YouTube now, right? I mean, um, don't, that's no substitution for proper training, but definitely watch a ton of videos to understand kind of what this industry is. And there's a lot of good content out there and, um, and research someone that is the most local and you know what I don't know put an ad out there you know looking for microblading buddy (laughs) to to you know talk content and 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 training and then you know just just build your network is is solid as you can if you're alone and you can't find somebody senior in the industry that will help you out um try to I mean, the best scenario is to go take training from someone who has then some space where you can continue to work. Uh, Asking somebody to mentor you for nothing, uh, that's kind of a stretch. I mean, I I mentor my students because they've taken my fundamental course. but, and that's just, you know, I'll, I'll do that forever as long as, you know, I've, I've trained them my way, but I'm not going to do that for somebody who hasn't taken my course, who is just going to rent a station, work near me, and then basically ask me a million questions all day long. So that's, that's just not going to work for me in my situation. Um, you know, training is, is my livelihood doing my art is my livelihood. I also, you know, I don't want, um, I have designated times, you know, for, to work with my students with their models. And I have designated time that I like to just do my art and my craft and work alone. So anyway, I think it's important to honor, um, that. And so that's just all I have to say, I guess, is, is if at all possible, um, Find somebody local that you can study with and uh, don't put a lot of emphasis on taking advanced courses until you really understand the fundamentals and feel successful. Until you can do brow mapping, you have no business doing a nano uh, ombre brow. <laughs> I kind of hung up on that today. That was just a certain example that, that somebody in a in one of these face group, um, you know, messaging things that we were talking about today. And I was just like, stop taking more training. Stop. Like, just focus on getting good at what information has been giving to you, to you thus far. Do your other things. If you're an esthetician, do your waxing, your facials. Like, just do, if you feel confident just doing the tails of an eyebrow, just talk your clients into just doing the tails of their eyebrows. Like, you get better at doing microblading doing microblading, not drawing on fake skin, not watching microblading on YouTube, not watching microblading on a stage, you know, from somebody from, from far, far away is you're never going to see again. I mean, it's just do your, do it. Just continue to get in skin as often as possible. You know, it's been said before, like if somebody, if you have an opportunity to do $100 brows all day long, do it, you know, and because that's how you're going to get better. So anyway, um, just kind of chatty. It's been a long day uh, and I hope that helped out and that's all I have to say today. So anyway, looking forward to tomorrow and talk to you later. Bye.